Hello? Yo. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. All right. Bro, All right. Every, every time I record a podcast, Sopan's cat comes and cuddles up with me. Every single time. Every time. <laughs> Yo, 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 welcome back to the Cave Pod. We're on to the playoff edition now. And listen, 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 you got to listen to the whole podcast this time because everybody has been dropping fire. I went through and I got voice segments or interviews with everybody that's in the playoffs and everybody thinks they're going to win and everybody has their reasons. So y'all better listen up this week. Uh, Just to recap, this season has been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm really sad that I'm missing out. But hey, I get to watch football now with peace. I can watch these games without worrying about fantasy anymore. But hey, in all seriousness, congratulations to everybody that's made the playoff. Congratulations to Usman. He just flat out dominated this regular season. Hayat got that first round by that he was striving for all year. Arafat defended his championship really well. He started off hot, but kind of cooled off a little bit towards the end. But he's here. He's ready to make a run. Next up is the fourth seed, Sultan. Uh, He had a surprise regular season. He really, really balled out this year. He really showed his acumen. And it was one of the pleasant surprises of this whole season. And in the fifth seat, Sultan's opponent is Tarek. Wow, what a roller coaster of a season. And by roller coaster, it was low at the beginning. And right now, it feels like it's at the apex. That's going to be a matchup and a half. And last but not least... The team that finished in the sixth seed barely made the playoffs, made it because they finished with the second most point in the season, and that's Vicky. Um, he was struggling. He, he was struggling to get some big wins. Uh, we'll see if he can turn that around in the playoffs, but usually teams that struggle to pull off wins in the regular season, it doesn't translate well to the playoffs. So uh, anyways, without much further ado, I'm going to get it started. The first person on the podcast today is Hayat. All right, so the first person we got as guest today is Hayat. He's sitting in a really good position. What's up? What's up? He's sitting in a really good position. He's got himself a first round bye. Uh, He doesn't know who he's going to play yet, but it's really interesting who he wants to play. Uh, welcome in, Hayat. Give us a little bit of a breakdown of your season, and let's get it kicked off with the first person that we're talking with. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. So I'm going to reiterate, I know we've said this multiple times, but really happy with how competitive this year has been, man. Oh, Beautiful yeah. season. Everyone was in it um, for the most part, I would say. Really <laughs> good moves. Um, just in a really entertaining year. So for my team personally, I think I came out hot out of the draft, meaning I had a mm-hmm. lot of big names on my roster, mm-hmm. um, especially once I made the Russell Wilson trade for Cooper Cup. Um, I thought my team looked my team looked set up the best mm-hmm. and was recognized that way by definitely a good amount of people. Right. Um, but then I felt a three and four, I think it was. Yeah, three and four. Right. And I think at that and that point, I think most of the league started writing me off as an actual championship contender, more so just kind of a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here to say that I actually think that my team has been severely underrated since Ooh. that point. And Ooh. the reason why I'm going to say that is, so I, have st- I was at three and four. I won five straight games after that wow. to put me at eight and four and then lost my last week to Tarek and put me at eight and five. At that point, everything was wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I already knew I was getting the bye um, and it was, you know, pretty free flowing for me. 
But that five-game win streak, I think, went completely unnoticed. Yeah, right. I didn't even remember that until you just mentioned that. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like I was significantly underrated because of that and snuck into the bye just because no one was noticing that streak. Mm-hmm. And a couple points to make during that streak. Um, Saquon Barkley, been hurt for a good portion of it. Um, yeah. Even when he was playing, it was obvious he wasn't healthy. Two, I also faced other injuries with George Kittle being out for, I think it was two weeks or so, two to three right. weeks. And then Keenan Allen, uh, I ended up benching him for a game or two because he had hamstring issues. Right, so my exactly. team, even though it faced significant injuries during that during that course of my run, in addition to just kind of the regular buys that your big stars have, the fact that I was still able to pull out this record, I think is extremely impressive. And I think it's just I, my team has been really underrated. So now going into the playoffs, into this bye week, majority of my team is fairly healthy now so i really think that i can pull this together and push myself through to get this ring exactly another thing you have going for you too man next week you got some nice matchups yeah whoever plays you better be scared yes finally charles bar i should say charles barkley saquon barkley (laughs) saquon barkley plays miami so i'm pumped about that even though miami is pretty solid team actually um not bad yeah, I mean, the record doesn't show it, obviously, but well-coached. Um, and mm-hmm. they, fight. they play hard. Exactly, yeah. So we'll see. Definitely have some some nice matchups there. Yo, other point I want to make, other thing that I think I've gone under the radar with, is although I didn't make a ton of trades and a ton of roster pickups that maybe some other guys have had, but I can arguably say that I've made some of the best moves. Mm-hmm. One, that Cooper Cup trade was massive for me. When I had really no use of Russell Wilson on my bench, right? So exactly. I really didn't lose anything, and I gained essentially a wide receiver one. Right. Big that that was there. such a beautiful draft strategy, man. I'm going to steal that next year. I'm drafting two quarterbacks, and I'm going to trade one of them halfway through the season. That's Dude, I would say I got a little lucky, though, because of how many quarterbacks went down and how many quarterbacks were playing badly mm-hmm. to start off the year. So I did get a little bit lucky with that. Um but, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you need the ball to roll your way. Um, and here's the other thing, dude. So I definitely made some really solid pickups to patch up my week-to-week injuries and buys to keep me afloat. And then second thing, I was able to hold down to Golden Tate and Jarvis Landry when others would have for sure, I think, I think 99% of the league would have dropped those two guys. Bro, you should have dropped them week 10. Thank God you stayed with them. Exactly, exactly. So the Thank fact God. that I stuck with them, knowing with Juice that his schedule is going to get easier and I was going to reap the rewards when it did, when it did and that actually happened. And now he's sitting on my flex, basically functioning like a wide receiver too, though. Right. So here's, here's an interesting statistic about Juice Landry, okay? I'm going to pull up. So he is actually pretty highly ranked now. Let me mm-hmm. see. Um, Jarvis gets receptions every day. He's he's having at least four or five receptions, and they add up. Those are massive points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I want to say – let me um, – I want to pull up his uh, – the totals. Okay. So Juice Landry is one, two, three, four. He's ranked the 12th highest scoring receiver for the year. Wow. That makes him a WR1. Exactly. Like, think about that. Like, if you spread those 12 players equally across 12 teams, he's essentially mm-hmm. functioning as a wide receiver one. Right. 
He's at a wide receiver one. Then I've got Keenan Allen, who is the 10th ranked receiver for the year. And then I've got Cooper Cup, who's the sixth ranked receiver of the year. Right, man. So, dude, I think sticking with Juice and making that move for Cooper Cup, I I think has frankly been underrated and not spoken about enough this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can agree with that, man. That's that's crazy that you found all these three wide receivers, and none of them were, like, that highly regarded in the beginning of the season. Maybe Cooper Cup, but even him, he was, like, a fifth-round pick, I think. He, he, yeah. Coming off true. a torn ACL, uh, he's been exactly. monster. He's like, Watching him catch the ball and run with it, he's one of the best after the catch. Another yeah. one, too, man. Do you see that catch by Jarvis Landy over the weekend, man? Oh, dude, beautiful. Un- Un- I mean, the level of coordination that takes it just beyond mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, that's that's hella practice. That's so nice, dude. Okay, Anyways. so I got one more thing to toot my horn oh, with, yeah. and then and oh, then we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is okay. So typically, I've always my identity has always been extremely stable quarterback. Generally, have a top three guy at the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Either oh, it's yeah. been Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, typically, a top three, top five quarterback with two stud receivers. And then mm-hmm. kind of one decent running back and then a huge hole at the running back and then huh. sometimes a hole at the tight end, right? Okay. This year, I can say that I've continued with that strategy with having a top three quarterback, three wide mm-hmm. receivers in the top 12. Right, beautiful. And then then Mark Ingram, who's been a top 10 running back. Mark Ingram has been beautiful. Beautiful, which that's the type of guy who I don't usually have. Right. Saquon Barkley, who when healthy, has a number one back potential. Mm-hmm. And then a big time TE at, at Kit with Kittle. So I genuinely think that every hole is patched up right now yep. and it just needs to come together for me. So, oh, yeah. It, it definitely is, man, for sure. Watching your team grow for, throughout the season, it's, it's complete. It's, this is Hayat's team plus one. Like, exactly. Hayat's teams yeah. from, from the past few seasons plus everything is coming together at the right time, too, man. Your, your team's hot. Your I team's agree, hot. dude. I agree. I agree. So that's why I feel like this run will hopefully be better than years in the past. Um, so we'll see. I just got to win two games, man. Two more games, and I can finally walk away with that oh, yeah. that ring that's been so elusive for me. Right, right. How's it going to feel not having any players to this week, man? <laughs> You're going to watch football Yo, in peace. <laughs> I know, dude. Dude, I, like, I can't wait. It's been great because last week it was kind of the same thing where right. I didn't really have to win at all, so I was pretty laxed all day. I was doing my own stuff, not, really, not worried about watching football. <laughs> Same thing oh, yeah. this week. <laughs> so definitely now, saving now, some hair. Right. Now you get to watch other people stress. And that brings oh, yeah. it to, to the second part of this uh, topic is since you have the second seed, you can't play Vicky, which is kind of a, a lucky benefit because Vicky's a lot of people are saying Vicky's team is the best, is the most balanced. I agree. Um, yep. uh, give, give, your, give me your takes on some of these matchups and who you expect to play and who you would rather play. Yeah, so I'm happy I'm avoiding Vicky because mm-hmm. I do think that he, if I had to put power rankings, I think he probably has the second best team in the league after Osman. Sure. Um, so happy I don't play him. Who I would rather play, honestly, I think I would rather play Arafat out of all the oh. teams in there. And so for me to play Arafat, Arafat would have to beat Vicky. Right, exactly. Um, and then I would play Arafat. So, just, I mean, just looking at his team, he, look, there's no doubt he has a solid team, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's in the playoffs, right? And he's in the playoffs at a third seed. Right. But check out this. He went 5-0 and to start the year, right? Mm-hmm. Since, since his 5-0 and run, he's gone 2-6. and six. 
Right. And and one of those wins was against me where I had 70 points. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. True. So, I mean, he's he's got the big duo with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Um, but then after that, I just don't see, you know, he's got, I think he's got Galladay, Devontae Freeman, mm-hmm. James White, um, kind of a hole at the tight end, Jamal Williams, all solid guys. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, they're, they're guys who can win you some weeks, but I just don't right. think that's enough. I, I just think that out of all the teams in the playoffs – that I would view as the least explosive. Right. The thing with Airfat's team that I like is that you know what you're going to get out of his guys. You know, right. He's probably like a 125 to 130 point week every week. Uh, not, not anyone's going to blow up, but if uh, the only thing that you should be worried about is if you play him is the Mike Thomas and Drew Brees connection. I they, agree. Mike, Mike Thomas, just he's been hot. That's what carried oh, him last year too. Absolutely. Ben Roethlisberger and, and Antonio Brown. It's a very similar feel. Uh, but I agree. We'll see. So I would ra- definitely rather play him between Sultan and Tarek, though. Man, that's a fire match. I think I think I would rather play Sultan personally, mm-hmm. just because man, Tarek's team is finally rounding out now, right? Right, right. He's got his guys that are decently healthy. Um, Hunter Henry is is a great fill for the tight end spot, and you know he's going to make some good adjustments on the special team side as he does week to week. Right. So I definitely worry about Tarek a little more if I faced him. But Sultan has that Mahomes, Kelsey, mm-hmm. that whole explosive scenario, which is tough to deal with. But I think I would be a little bit more fearful of T's team. All right. Uh, for my predictions, honestly, I, I picked uh, Tarek to win that game just because his team, like you said, man, that, that, that they're coming together. They're, they've been a buzzsaw every week. has just been on fire. And what yeah. was he? He was one and four, and now he's in the playoffs, man. That's that's tough to play against. No, it's uh, impressive. Yeah, exactly, man. Definitely it, impressive. Right. I feel bad for Sultan, man. His first playoff experience, he has to go against T, and when he's hot, oh, man. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. Good luck. So we'll see about that, man. But Usman is Usman's obviously looking scary. I'm glad I don't have to see him unless it's in the finals. So mm-hmm. exactly, definitely pumped exactly. about that. The next three weeks is going to make it, man. Every, everything that that we've been working for since August first. Yeah, it's all going to come yep. to fruition. You, you had a great Yo. season, man. I wish you, I wish you nothing it. but. Yo. I've got, I've got another comment to make. Three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Biggest disappointments of the year. Okay. Me. <laughs> uh yeah definitely so <laughs> let me take a look at the league what were the end up standings here let's see okay so bottom six or bottom yeah bottom six goes sheed doe sani Khalid, uh no i was sorry Khalid, and then Oli. so i'll go with the third most disappointing season ah man third most i'm gonna say bear bear was bear was very disappointing but mm-hmm. the problem is, it's just like with the position he was in, I don't know how many things I would have done differently than him. Yeah, uh, the, I didn't like the Robert Woods pick uh, that early. Uh, he was in a tough spot. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' pick was early. But once he had his team, it's like he's got a lot of good names that just, they just didn't produce for him. Right, right. And this is the third straight year he's finished bottom or, or second to bottom. Yep, yep. He finished last 11th and last again. There is some um, hell of an anomaly, man. Uh, I, I can't describe Eli him Manning. at all. Eli Manning, bro. <laughs> Eli Manning. But, bro, he – I mean, the thing is, when you have big-name guys like he does, you want to continue hanging on to them because they might – I mean, like it's very likely that they will turn it around at some point. His guys mm-hmm. just never did. Yeah, he. I mean, he gave up Rodgers, and Rodgers started turning around a little bit after he got rid of him. 
Right, right. I thought he did a good move, though, getting rid of him. So, I think him at three. Oh, man. This is tough because uh, I, I want to put Khaled in the top three. But, honestly, at this point, I don't think I'm even disappointed. I think it's more of just, <laughs> this is the expectation. So, I, I almost honestly see bigger disappointments bigger disappointments in you and Sheed to round yeah, out the I, top two. I, I agree with right? that wholeheartedly. Because Sheed – Expected him coming with a bang, did for the most part of the year, but fell, uh, just fell apart high. at the end and missed playoffs, which is huge, man. He hasn't missed playoffs since I think it was like the first year of our like first year of when we started recording. Your the, league, the the year that you won. He's synonymous with every year, and if not in the playoffs, he's in the final every year. Exactly, exactly. He actually finishes generally top three every year, even when he does make playoffs. Exactly. So it's pretty impressive. But this year he didn't make it. Lee caught up to him, and I think he's going to have to make some twi- tweaks coming into next year. Mm-hmm. You, man, oh, man, I mean, we broke you down last time, and I thought, right. uh, I mean, my opinions are pretty much <laughs> the same. Um, <laughs> I've been taking notes this year, bro. I've, I've been studying. Uh, I know what I, what I messed up with, and I know how I'm going to change it next year. Yeah, I do, I do actually feel pretty confident that I think you're going to come in with a much more concrete strategy. Right, or, right. I guess, refined, fewer holes. Like, yeah, more refined strategy next year, so. For sure. I'll be back, bro. I'm not worried. Yeah. But, yo, favorite, pl- most improved, and probably the most impressive player of the year. I know um, what you're going to say. I'm going to toss in Doe, man. Doe. Doe yep. spent yep. like three, four weeks in the top six. Mm-hmm. And this dude mm-hmm. lost his starting quarterback, had yep. to, because of that, had to trade away his best receiver, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And then he hurt, he lost Antonio Brown for the season. Yep. He lost he, uh, Hill he had, for six weeks. Yeah, Tyreek Hill out for six weeks, bro. That's half the season. Right, right. And this dude and was one, not even one game. He's, I mean, basically one game away from playoffs. Mm-hmm. A stat. He was arguably yeah, a 0. 0.5, 0. 0.05, whatever it was away from, yep. from making it. Man, I mean, I'm just impressed with how he filled those holes, though. And obviously, they, it didn't go his way, but we recognize that. Mm-hmm. He could have made it. He, he could have made it this year, just Vicky's team. No one was catching him in points. Right. For 16. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, man. That's yeah. it for me. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Uh, good luck again. Uh, good luck to you and to everybody in the season. Uh, see you in week 15. Hi, man. Good All luck. All right. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Peace. Take care. Assalamu alaikum everyone. It is an honor to be on this podcast for this week. I know during the season I did not get a chance. I wanted to be on, but just time constraints and just chatting with you guys, just telling you guys how bad you guys are. I did not get a chance to get on, but finally I have the moment to start evaluating and start picking and most likely what I pick will be right, inshallah. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to start going through rank everyone one through six based off what I think was the best and was the worst and then I'm gonna go into matchups and then I'm gonna eventually go into next week and I'll predict the winner and it won't be hard to predict the winner and most likely you know who it's gonna be but I'll wait till the end to reveal who the winner will be so starting out with Tarek and Sultan what do I say I, I really have no words for these guys because they're so bad Sultan's team has Mahomes and Kelsey, and I don't know who else he has because he has some no-names, which I don't think so are going to do really good this week. And then Tharik has a injured team, 
and he thinks Devin Singletary is really going to take him through to the championship. And he thinks he's one of the greatest running backs ever. So picking between them is really hard. If I were to pick, I wouldn't pick any of these guys. I would, I would just say somehow they're the tie and they both end up losing and they both are just disqualified from the cave league and fall into the toilet bowl league. But to be realistic, there is a chance and I have to pick one of them. So I'm thinking of going, I'm going to just based off the teams and based off how the person has been doing, I'm going to actually go with Sultan winning by 20 points. So Tariq 110, Sultan 130. I see Mahomes and Kelsey blowing up and I don't see Tariq's injured team. Cook doing that great, Connor's doing that great. Singletary MVP supposedly the MVP of the league doing that great so I go with Sultan winning by 20 130 to 110 moving on to the next matchup you got myself versus the former champ sorry the current champ Arafat so looking at my team I believe my team is going to take me to the championship round and I believe my team is most likely going to win and looking at Airfast team, he has Drew Brees, he has Michael Thomas. So those guys have the possibility to blow up. But looking at their matchup versus a really good defense, I don't see him blowing up this week overall. I see my team, Tom Brady, getting me 30 points. I see Edelman Hopkins getting me 25, 25 points each. I see Fournette blowing up. I see Carson doing really good for me. And I have Ridley starting. I see him getting me 25 with Julio being out. If he, Julio does show up, I have to change up my lineup. But I see myself scoring at least 140 for this week. And I see Airfest. It might not cross 100, but I'll give him 105. So I see myself winning by that big of a margin overall since I don't think so. Airfest team, especially Drew Brees and Michael Thomas playing a good defense, I don't see him doing that great. And my team, as for Tom Brady and Edelman, they're playing a really bad defense, Kansas City and Kansas City and Tom Brady. New England usually that's a high scoring game and I would expect the same from this Tom Brady getting me 30 points like I said Edelman gave me 25 and my basically my whole lineup blowing up maybe my kicker might just outscore some of his players because Airfast team overall I don't think it should be where it is right now but let's see I say myself winning again by 140 and Airfast team scoring 105 and then Hayat and Usman, I know they get a bye. But I think currently how I'm going to rank everyone, I'm going to say Usman being number one. I'm going to put myself number two. I'm going to put Hayat number three. I'm going to put Arafat number four. There is no number five in my book. I put at number six, I put Sultan and Tariq. Those guys are my number six. There is no five because they both are really bad. I don't think so. They should be in the playoffs. But somehow, draw the luck, they didn't make the playoffs, and most likely they will not be moving forward. Only Sultan will be, and whoever when Sultan plays, uh, Hayat, he's going to lose really bad. I would predict Hayat beating him by at least 50 points. And then me versus Usman, I'm predicting myself to win by at least 25 points overall, but thinking my team is going to blow up and Usman's team is going to slow down overall. Then... In the championship round, me versus Hayat, I would say I beat Hayat by around 20 units. Me scoring 140, 20, 
20 points, sorry. Me scoring 140 and him scoring 120. And the real GOAT of NFL, Tom Brady, is going to take me through and he's going to win me the championship. Thank you guys for letting me talk and hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. And it's finally here. Playoff season, baby. Week 14. This is what we've all been striving for the entire season. Uh, shout out to all the other teams that made it. Uh, big shout out to, you know, Hayat, Tariq, Vicky, and myself being the usual contenders. Um, one surprising, surprising thing right off the bat is not having Sheeden. That's, you know... It's tough losing losing a great uh, team like that. Uh, also known as one, you know, my go at least. You know, he's been a stud throughout the years, and seeing him miss the playoffs, it's it's kind of crazy. But hey, he came out of retirement. He, you know, he's got some rust to shake off. He'll be back strong next season. Not worried about him. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, I'm feeling. I don't know about my team, man. It's it's been rough. It's been really rough with freaking injuries, people going out, things like that. But, hey, I can't make excuses anymore. I made it. I'm here, third place, somehow surviving, going up against Vicky, you know, who's been a favorite all season long to win the championship. But he, his team has not is not been performing. Like, he's a, what, a six-win team, six-seed coming in. I got him, but I'm definitely not underestimating him by any means because he definitely has firepower, which I'm somewhat lacking. But, hey, sometimes uh, it's it's about the will, you know, and my guys have been willing me into the playoffs this entire season. And I don't think – I don't see that changing. I do have tough matchups with Breeze and Mike Thomas going against the 49ers, but – uh, who knows? I'm gonna keep this sweet and short. Uh, good luck to everyone. Hey, I'm hungry for my second win. It'd be amazing to accomplish such a feat as back-to-back championships. Hopefully, I get it. And if I don't, I'm you know, as much as I want it, I'm also happy because I got that monkey off my back. Uh, good luck, Haya. Good luck, Vicky. Good luck, Tarek. Good luck. Oh, and first comer Sultan. Good luck to you, man. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the playoffs. And good luck, Osman. I doubt he's going to hear this. I doubt he's going to have an input in this because he's too cool for this. But good luck to him. And hopefully I see you guys in the final round. All right, everybody. What's up? This is Ali. Manager of Mellow the Goat, the fourth seed in the playoffs and facing Tariq, a.k.a. the Wahsh, in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I said it. Playoffs. Shout out Sheed. Shout out Lil' K. Of course, shout out Sonny. My guys. I'm doing this for Bear and the ghost of his team's past. But anyways, let's get started. So a little short review of my season. I started off the season kind of hot, 2-0. I usually start off hot. And then I kind of tailed off a bit. And this is usually the turning point of my season. I usually start off hot, and then I slow down. 
I don't keep up with my team. I don't make the necessary trades or the necessary free agents, free agency pickups. But this season, I stayed consistent. I was on top of it. Made a trade to get Marlon Mack. Solidified my team. Made another trade for Miles Sanders, who stepped up for me big these past couple weeks. Picked up some key free agents. And rode with some of my guys from the draft. Like Mahomes, for example. He missed a few games, but I had Jimmy Garoppolo, who I picked up in free agency, in a in a very big controversial move because I denied Tarek from getting a quarterback, but also I spent a lot on him. And it turned out to be a good spend. $51 for three wins? I take that trade any day. Anyways, continuing with my team, I was almost... Out of the playoffs, I was facing the number one overall seed, Usman, who I had beaten earlier in the season. And my team put up a great performance again. Team defense. I know you guys don't believe in team defense. Some of you guys, at least, believe that fantasy has to do with luck and whatnot. But then there's also stuff like team defense, where you can limit your opponent's points. But I can't tell you guys my secrets, because then that's going to hinder me in the playoffs. Now, to talk a little bit about my opponent, Wahish. Where do I start with Tariq? Tariq, he started off the season 1-4. and four, Basically, the laughing stock of the league after he was promising a revenge season. His team was depleted. He faced a lot of injuries. But what can we say about Tariq? The guy just knows his fantasy. Whether it's basketball, football, he's a student of the game. He loves following it he loves staying on top of it he makes the key free agency pickups his team looks strong now he's projected a big 134 and i gotta say man as an underdog again i don't know how much i like my chances against Starik, but i'm always gonna ride with my team always no matter how much i projected and no matter how much my opponent has projected and that's why i think that i'm gonna win this week i just think that Tarek is making a you know a rash decision by starting Jameis winston over a proven dak prescott even though prescott's going up against a tough chicago defense i think that patrick mahomes against that new england defense is going to be a challenge for me but then again it's patrick mahomes if anyone can still score on any defense it's definitely that guy probably the best fantasy player when he's at his peak he can drop 40 um, I have some boomer bust wide receivers, uh, Chris Godwin, Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard, Robbie Anderson. We'll see who I go with on Sunday. We'll see. We'll leave that up in the air. Um, and then my running backs, Miles Sanders, he's been consistent for me. Marlon Mack is coming off an injury and he's, you know, rested. He might get a lot of carries this week. And then my guy, Melvin Gordon, I charger, I'm a big Chargers fan. You guys know that. So Melvin Gordon, I expect him to do some work this week. And then I have, um, you know, some good some good matchups going into the week against, hopefully, I can see myself sneaking this win out. Not to say that Tarek isn't a great manager, but I just see myself sneaking this one out. And my predictions for the rest of the playoffs, I see myself making it to the top, man. Why not? It's a league where anybody can win it. It's the playoffs. All you got to do is win one game and you advance. Anybody could go off. I like my team and I like my chances. That's all I got to say.
Take care, everybody. So the next person involved in this power ranking and this weekly review is Tarek. Uh, he had a horrible start to the season, one and four, lowest points on the season, and somehow he turned it around and had a beast of a comeback. All of a sudden, you look back at the standings week 12, and he's in fourth place. He could have been in third place. He was fighting for a first round bye after a one and four start. Uh, welcome, Tarek, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? I'm glad to be here deserve it bro there we go there we go you know i would be lying if i if i didn't say that i saw this coming and i knew this was would happen i never once doubted myself Mm. i said from week one that i would write the ship and now we're here you know um but i guess i want to take this minute for the first second to say that you know what a roller coaster ride it's been this season to just start the way that i did and just the way things have gone, it's been crazy. It's crazy, just to say. It's hilarious, and it's crazy. Uh-huh. And uh, all I can say is I'm so relieved to be here. But, you know, now I know that I still got, I still got you know, more to do. So, yeah. and it yeah. starts this week. And it starts this week. It's, it's a brand new season, man. And uh, after everything you've been through, it, it's, it's hit refresh now. Zero, zero, zero. Everybody's got the same scoring. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe one thing that I'll tell you what I want to say and make clear to the league is that the one and four start lowest in points and all this and being put on my back, I think has really put me ready for this playoff. Like I'm excited for it. It's been, I've been in playoff mode for the last month. Most of these dudes were kind of comfortable and they coasted in here. But, you know, I feel like to be honest with you, if this season was extended another week or two, some of the teams that are in the playoff would not be in the playoff at all. You think so? I think so. I, I genuinely think so. But I think I established myself towards the second half of the season that I was a playoff team. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What was it? You finished, what, 6-2, and two, that means? Yeah, I went hot, man. And honestly, a big impressive thing for me is I've realized, I looked back on the last four or five weeks of the season, I've been in top three score every single week, but my bye week, which is week 12. Other than that, since week seven, I've been a top three score every single week. Exactly, exactly. You, so I, you, think I established that I'm a threat, and I'm here to be re- I'm here to be taken seriously. And, okay, man, you're a threat. Now Now you're facing off against Sultan, man. That's, that's a tough matchup. He's been uh, underrated all season. He made it here. Uh, what do you look forward to in your matchup? Uh, with my matchup with Sultan, I look forward to is it's going to be a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit single-handed down. You know, I'm down a couple guys, but I mean, shit, at the end of the season, we're all down people. You know, I can't say Who are you listening? Who, who's going to be out for you this week? Uh, James Conner and T.Y. Hilton. That's tough, man. That's tough. 
it's tough, but at the same time, they've been out for me. I've kind of adjusted to life without them. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, like I said, man, it's the end of the season, end of the year. Everyone's hurting. Other guys got to step up, and I think I got guys on my team that are ready to step up. You know, and they've been stepping up, so I got to give them credit. We we were talking about this yesterday, actually, about how T.Y. Hilton is already a three-time champion in our league. And if you win it, you'll make him a four-time champion. I that's, will tell that's... you guys right now <laughs> make it clear to you that I have established if that does happen, I will not let him be on this team. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. I've had it up to here. I'm in here with this man, James Conner and T.Y. Hilton. I promise you, no matter how my season ends, guys, those two guys will not be on my final roster. <laughs> Man, that's a... <laughs> starting there. Let's sort of give a recap of my season. I would like to start that. Now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for let's it. Start my recap. Now, let's start all the way back in the draft. And I went with a draft strategy, which has always been I've been keen of, is the three-headed running back system. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always liked that, and I've kind of mastered it throughout the years. This year, I went with that same code, and you know what? It looked like it was hitting for a while with. Delvin Cook, Aaron Jones, looked beautiful. And then I messed up at the position that I couldn't afford to mess up at. And that was my number one pick in James Conner. My lead workhorse back was supposed to be James Conner. And this man has now missed five out of the last six games. And in that sixth game, he only played a drive. So he's literally missed six games for me in the home stretch. So for you to... Everyone is listening. For me to make the kind of run that I made the second half towards the season and to have my number one pick shows you what I have done. Right, right. I think in that and alone poses up. Tarek, I can't hear you. Yeah. I can. Yeah. You said the last thing I heard, that thing alone poses. A threat to everybody. And I think, you know, Vicky, Hayat, Sultan, Erfet, and Osman all know that they should be on their toes because of me. Mm. <laughs> you, you had this conversation a couple of months ago, a month and a half ago, that if I make this run and I do get in, that yep. means that I'm a team that you do not want to run into. Right, exactly. exactly. You're like the New England Patriots. If the New England Patriots go into the playoffs at 9-7, and seven, they're still the New England Patriots. Exactly. And now I'm here. Exactly, exactly. But well, this cat, go for it. But my opponent, I have to give him acknowledgement. He's coming out. This has been a big year for Sultan. Um, he's got Mahomes and Kelsey. They're always going to be scary. He's got a good team around him. He's got Godwin. You know, I think personally this week with my matchup with Sultan, one thing that I'm noticing is he's got decisions to make. Me, because of the injuries, yeah. I don't have decisions to make. I have just the options that I got to go with. Right. You're forced into your decisions. I'm forced into my decisions and I'm fine with it. I'll live with it. But him, he's got decisions he's got to make and they got to make them soon. I know he told me he's got Marlon Mack coming back. It's only going to make it weird for him. I mean, who does he start? I don't know. I don't know. All I got to say is, like I said, I'm confident and feeling that he's going to make the wrong decision. Hey, Tarek, over the last month, who's been your uh, most impressive player in your opinion? Devontae Parker. Oof, there it is. I was waiting for it. I, no, I had to set you up for that one. There's no way that you guys think I was going to keep talking and not talk about Devontae Parker. 
I promise you, he would be brought up. Biggest move. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you guys. I think that changed my season was my trade with Airfax. I have trade. I traded Aaron Jones, who was supposed to be one of my three-headed running back monsters, and I traded him at a time where James Conner was healthy. Mm-hmm. So I traded him with you know thinking, oh, I'm gonna have Conner. Traded him and I got back. And I, and yes, I got Ty, who's hurting me. But because of Devonte Parker, I picked up Devonte Parker at the same time he picked up all the slack for Ty Hiller. Yep. So and Dak Prescott is the reason I'm in the playoffs. So yeah, until man. this day, you know, one thing about me, you guys all say, talking, he's stubborn, he's not making the trade, he's not doing that, he's not doing this. I traded Aaron Jones at the perfect time, and I got the perfect players in return. I, I feel like this year people were a lot more reluctant to make trades, at least big trades involving big players. But you were one of the few people that was, like, wheeling and dealing. Like, Aaron Jones is a big name, among others. And, I mean, I let him go at the right time. Right, you, right, yeah, exactly. He was, he was hot, but since Devontae Adams came back, he's not. He's only had two games over double digits in six weeks. And Devontae Parker's done fabulous, man. He's not just, Devontae. like, part of a system either. He's been killing it, like, making plays, like, going he's up and getting the ball. Player. Yeah, exactly. And I love trusting skilled player. Six, since week six, I've already told you guys, he leads the AFC in receiving. Mm-hmm. That means he's leading guys like DeAndre Hopkins – Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. uh, I.T.Y. Hilton, um, <laughs> leading all Julian Edelman. He's leading these receivers. Right. You know, Odell Beckham. He's leading all these guys. And I'm starting. So, I mean, he's been a mon- he's been absolutely beautiful on a jump for me. Um, going across the board, you know, I got a complete team. You got to admit, I've got, I've got easily next to McCaffrey, the second scariest player to play in Dalvin Cup. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. He's my gem. I got Diggs, who honestly I'm a fan of now. Diggs has also come on for me. He's he's a hit or miss guy, but you know what? With Thielen now, I still trust them. Even with Thielen being there, man, that that they still eat both of them. He's a talented receiver. Yeah, both of no, them are great. Talent, talent gets you touchdowns, right? Mm. Mm. Diggs scores. He's been. Um, I think I benched Dak this week for Winston, so we're we're riding the Winston Chronicles once more, one more time. So, wow, we'll see. Um, as far as my matchup with Safan, honestly, Kelsey and Mahomes really, really do scare me. Yeah, but I hope you know if somehow they can get neutralized by the New England defense, I look to see myself going on to the next round, even being a little man down with Connor and Hilton out. I think Benny Snell and Singletary are ready. That, that Pittsburgh offense, anytime they plug in a running back, a lot of them do really well. Yeah, so I'm hoping Benny Snell can yeah, just give me I my 10 with that. points. Yeah, exactly. Get, get yourself like a nice, like maybe five receptions and have a nice day on the ground. You got um, he does not catch the ball. I can tell you that right now. I have oh, no Benny expectations. Snell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benny Snell catch the ball. But, I mean, I'm hoping for at least an 80 yard game and maybe he gets a touchdown. I'll be happy with that. I'll take that. You, uh, so what's your prediction for your game, man? Give me, give me a prediction of your game, and then give me a prediction of the other game after that. Okay. Um, for my game, I predict 172-point win to 111. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting I go off. 
<laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm honestly projecting me a 134 to 118 win. That's fair. That, that, that's a good projection. That's what I'm projecting because I think um, it's time for my team to really show up. We got here for a reason. And we're scary for a reason. And I'm telling you, I've been looking from week one to make history this season. And you know what? Starting the way I started, it only made it more entertaining and fun. Listen, man, if you pull this off, this that it would be the most remarkable run in our history. Uh, I know some other teams have gone 0-5 and made the playoffs, but if, if this right now so far has been great, and if you cap it off with the championship, you would have my vote as GOAT. But the, the, field, that, the field is wide open. I think though, it's man. pretty consensus. I think it's fair to say it's consensus by the league that if I do do this, it would be a right to say that I am the GOAT. Yeah. But I'm not here for others' acknowledgement. I don't care for that. I just know, like I said, I thought I've always been the GOAT. That's just my always my opinion. But I don't care for anything else. Right. All I care about right now is taking a week at a time. And that's what this season's been about. It's been about a week at a time. So, and that's what I want to do this week. It's Sultan. You know, if there's one person I can't stand losing to, it would be Sultan. I'll say that flatly, openly. You know, and I'm sure the same can go for him. And you know what? I want to give him kudos because this has been a win season for Sultan. You know, he was on the consensus of being regulated, you know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of words been going around about Sultan early on in the year. But this year, the guy's been nothing but a top six team. Absolutely. He's been killing it. Oh, Sultan's had a fabulous year. So, you know, I tip my head to the man. And I'm excited to play him in the playoff, you know. Well, who better for him to play his first playoff game against me? <laughs> That's exactly what I and I talked about. It's a horrible way to start your playoff career. Like, it's, it's who else does he want? <laughs> it is what it is, though. He makes, he makes me bound if he, if he knocks me down. That's I it. mean, there's, there's nothing about saying he's a, he made a fluke playoff team. 100%. What about the other side, man? What about Vicky versus Airfet? Vicky and Airfet, honestly, man, Airfet's team is just like <sighs> – I feel bad, man. Airfet's team is kind of like a car in NASCAR that's in a 200-lap race, and it's at one lap one night, and they need an oil change at, like, 130. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's chugging along. Kudos to him. He's done a great job managing. Yep. But, I mean, I just – his team is falling apart slowly. And he's got brutal, brutal matchups. Yep. You know, like, listen, I don't want to say that his team is falling apart to the point where it's garbage. It's not, by all means. But what I mean is that he's falling apart in certain spots right now that the guys that he relies on backing him up in those situations have brutal matchups in tough situations, mm-hmm. like Mike Thomas, like Drew Brees, and Kenny Galladay without his QB. Brutal situations with the guy. Yeah, that, that that's a tough matchup for Airfat. It's a really tough yeah. matchup. Vicky's pretty, Vicky's pretty even across the team across the board. I think mm-hmm. Vicky will win that game. I, now, by all means, I don't think Vicky's team is better than it was three weeks ago. I think Vicky's team has become more vulnerable in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, Vicky for sure. You know, I think Carson's taking a step back. His quarterback situation is up in the air right now. But you know. Darren Waller's kind of, eh, you know, but Vicky's still going to be there for sure. Who would you rather play in in the semis if you win? I play Hayat all day. I'd rather play. Really? 
I would not want to play. I have. I, I'll tell you guys right now. I'm glad Vicky made it because I have no, no. I have nothing in my heart that says I want to do anything with Christian McCaffrey or Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I want nothing to do with these two guys. <laughs> I gotta pray to God that right now something can happen to this guy and can fall out before this thing. But if it comes to it and I have to, you know, play him. It's anybody given Sunday, right? Right. So you need Vicky to win. I desperately need Vicky's team to win. So for Air Fat, if you're listening to this, it wasn't me talking crap about your team, but I'm also kind of hoping that you don't win because I don't want to play that two-headed monster. Not one of us wants to run into that into those I guys. That's funny, man. You you are gonna be rooting for Vicky and uh, what's it called? Uh, Airfast or Hayat's gonna be rooting for Airfast. Easily. Perfect. But I mean, it is what it is. Perfect way to end the season, man. It's it's symbolic of how good the season's been so far in general. If uh, if Airfat wins and I win, I would play Vicky and Airfat would play Hayat. Correct. If you no, you wouldn't play Vicky. You would play if Vicky wins. I, 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 Vicky plays Osman. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I win, and Airfat wins, then I play Osman. No, you play Hayat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You play. You play Osman if that's the case. Yeah, I, I want nothing to do with Osman. But you want Vicky to win. Yeah. I, I, I you know, the thing is, is, I gotta. I mean, at the end of the day, I gotta win. Obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta win, but right. That that that's the spirit. You, you gotta win this. All spirit. I gotta say though is, you know what? This is what my sixth playoff. Okay, my sixth playoff. This is my sixth playoff in eight seasons. Right, this is my eighth season, Beautiful. sixth time in the playoff. The other five times that I've been in the playoffs, I went to the finals four of them. Mm-hmm. So. I just want to let that be clear to the league and to my opponent that when I get in the playoffs, I don't tend to lose until the finals. Mm. So I'm ready to I'm ready to make another league run. I'm telling you guys. Some people would call that prolific. <sighs> you know, any given Sunday. Right. That's and now we're here. here. That's all I gotta say. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Right I'm excited that week 14 and the world, and I am still relevant. <laughs> I know there's teams outside. They talked a lot of crap on all season and said all these things about I was washed, I was this, that. A lot of a lot of disrespectful things being said about my team, and that's why they're not in the podcast. For and that's why they're not the ones getting the two bits to talk, and now you're listening to me. Mm. It could have been them. They they were in a better position. They were all in a better position. I was literally in the worst position. The worst position to be here. I was a laughing stock of the skunks. <laughs> I was the laughing stock. I was being mocked. <laughs> and I hope all of you listen to the intro song to this whole <laughs> and you know exactly where I started and where I stand now. I want to make that clear to this league. I'm putting it on notice. This is supposed to be a season recap, but this is not what you're getting from me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be humble, but I'm not going to be humble. I'm telling you guys right now that I should be public enemy number one. Oh, playoff team is here. Not rooting for me because if some way 
somehow this run actually happens. I'm coming for blood. I'm telling you all. I'm putting you all on notice, not just Sultan. I'm putting you all on notice. Airfat, Hayat, Ali, you, Sani, uh, and Little K, don't you step near me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> the fire is back, bro. I'm here. I'm amped up and I want this. You got this, bro. Oof. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. <laughs> Get him, man. It's been a fun year, man, but you know what? It's time. It's playoff time. I got myself beating Sultan this week. I got Vicky beating uh, Airfet. Then I got me just beating Hayat. Oof. Getting to the finals. And I have my triumphant victory over Osman and beating the best team that we've seen in a while in this league. I see it. I'm telling you guys right now. Oh, the map to the playoffs. Oh. That, that's definitely a possibility, man. That, that would be a fire match. If I, if I win the title, I become the highest. I become number one with a double-digit lead almost, right? Yeah, Sheed's going to take a step back now. He's losing points. So she loses. I would become number one with eight-point lead. If I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, it sounds about right. That, that's a huge lead. It sounds like a goal type of situation. Only... It's time to write it off. That's all I got to say. You know what I mean? That's what it is. I'm excited. That's it, man. But screw all that. I can't look past it. I got I got a good opponent in front of me. I'm not going to lie. Sylvain has a good team, man. Melvin Gordon, I'm expecting a big game from him in the Jaguars. Uh, I'm expecting Winston, ha- Winston to hopefully do something. I just got to hope TVs go to your guy, Mike Evans. Yep. Or he doesn't go to the Godwin, man. That's tough. That's the that's the brutal. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of worried with it. But you know, I need honestly. If I if I gotta tell the truth, I need a big game from Hunter Henry. It's time. Yeah, Hunter Henry really needs to earn his money with me. Yeah, he's been a great tight end, but this is the weeks where you know what, playoff weeks is when the guys pan out. This is when championship teams show their players. Devontae Parker last week, game on season on the line, he showed up thirty five points. 35 points. Big game. Yeah. All right, G, let's let's wrap this up, man. Let's let's uh let's hope for the best. Uh, I hope for the best for you. You're going to kill it. You got uh, any final thoughts? That you shouldn't hope the best for me. <laughs> Flat out. When I say I should be public enemy number 1, I should be number 1. Because all of you in the back of your hearts and minds, I know listening to this. I know you all think, Dan, do I really want this A-hole to win? And believe me, I'll tell you the answer. You don't. <laughs> you don't. I'm telling you guys right now, but I want this. I want this bad. That's all I got to say on my closing remarks is I want this title worse than anybody in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. I got a fire in me to beat this one. They all know. Everybody knows since week one of the season. So Thor knows what he said to me before week one. 
He knows what he said to me week one after I t- I scored sixty four points. I remember. So that's it. That's my closing remarks. Is that we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so if you haven't noticed, we're missing one person from the final countdown for the playoffs, and that's Usman. Uh, just to put it into perspective, Usman had Adam Thielen missing for pretty much the entire season, and he still flat out dominated. He had a great draft, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, among others. Uh, I'm going to save him for his own episode. Yeah, yeah, he deserves his own episode where we're going to sit down and talk about his performance through the year. Uh he almost put up 2,000 points this year. That's really, really impressive. And a lot of people are picking him to win the league this year. He won the league by two games, and we haven't really seen a dominant performance like that in a regular season in a really long time. I'm excited for what he has to say, so tune into that next podcast. I feel like it's going to be just as hype as this one. Peace.